postpartum body odor. It is a totally natural phenomenon because your body chemistry changes after giving birth. And so sometimes that means that what worked before is no longer effective. But I am excited to say that now there is a solution for that stubborn odor. The Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant is a completely natural deodorant made by a postpartum mom who went through it herself. And it works by eliminating and preventing bacterial body odor without covering up your skin's comforting smell to your baby while giving you 12 hours of odor control. And let me tell you, it actually works. Here at the house, we've all been trying it and loving it. Now, before you think, ew, you're sharing a deodorant with your husband and daughter, let me explain that this full-body deodorant comes in a convenient pump applicator that lets you apply it anywhere on your body with no bacteria traveling on the deodorant, so no ew involved. We also love that the Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant has a delightful natural scent of USDA certified organic extracts that smell like a pink sugar cookie with lemon frosting. I thought this would be a little strange, but it's actually amazing. Also, the Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant is free from artificial fragrances and any kind of senoestrogens or herbs that can interfere with breastfeeding. Find your Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant at postpartumdeodorant.com. That's postpartumdeodorant.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off through the month of May. Get your Sugar Sugar Postpartum Deodorant now at postpartumdeodorant.com and start smelling more like yourself again. Pregnancy and postpartum are some of the most nutritionally demanding times of your life, which makes sense because you're basically acting as your baby's pantry while pregnant or nursing. That's why the quality of your prenatal supplements is so vitally important. Hands down, the one I recommend is needed. So I'm thrilled to say that if you use the code BIRTHFUL at thisisneeded.com, you can get 20% off your first month of needed products. Needed is the number one nutrition brand recommended and used by me and over 4,000 practitioners from nutritionists to midwives, functional medicine doctors, and OBGYNs. Needed is for anyone trying to conceive, pregnant, postpartum, and really, this is goodness you can use even before and beyond the perinatal years. Along with prenatals, Needed offers premium supplements for every stage, from egg quality support to a lactation support plan, a stress and sleep support plan, and a gut health plan. In fact, I've had clients rave about Needed's pre and probiotic formula, saying how much better it made them feel compared to their usual probiotics. And to me, Needed's hydration support packets, which only have ingredients you can pronounce, are a must in any doula or hospital bag. Also, Needed's prenatal multi is available in capsules and easy-to-take vanilla powder for those with nausea or pill fatigue. Head over to thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. That's thisisneeded.com and use the code BIRTHFUL for 20% off your first month of Needed products. Hey, Adriana here. 
I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous Birthful Library. Happy listening. Welcome to the Birthful Podcast. I'm Adriana Lozada, and today we are still doing things a bit differently to celebrate reaching 2 million downloads for the show. I still don't believe it. Okay, this is part two of my two-part minisodes with some of my favorite birth mantras to convey physiology and help you navigate labor. If you haven't yet, make sure you go listen to the previous episode first. These mantras are part of what I talk about with my doula clients during prenatals, and I hope that they also prove super useful for you and that in a way, it will be like I'm there in spirit during your birth, cheering you on if you are reminded of these mantras during your labor. Stay tuned. The Birthful Podcast, talking to maternity pros and new parents to inform your intuition. Hello, Mighty Parents and Parents-to-be. So, if you listened to the previous mini-sode, you know that we are doing things a bit differently to celebrate that we reached 2 million downloads for the podcast. Again, I am so incredibly grateful to all of you for listening and your continuous support. You are mighty and awesome, and I thank you still. <laughs> Today's mini-sode is part two of my go-to birth mantras. Last week, I shared five mantras, and today I'm sharing six more. And as a recap, these are short phrases that I use to help convey birth physiology in a quick way that is easy to remember to help my clients navigate different situations during their births. So these phrases usually come up during our prenatal. And when they show up again during the birth, then they need no explanation and they help remind my clients how to support their own physiology without doing much talking. Because as I've said before, talking is a thinking brain action and we try to minimize that during birth. To refresh your memory, the mantras from last week were ignore it until you can't ignore it anymore. And somebody many who is in prodromal labor, sent me a message about that saying like, this was super helpful right at the right time. I hope that she's had her baby by now. So ignore it until you can't ignore it anymore. Birth is not linear. A 511 contraction pattern is not going to sneak up on you. Cervical checks are a snapshot and rest smart. And that reminds me with the cervical checks are a snapshot. Other ways I've heard that said is that you know, your cervix is not a crystal ball, which also is a great phrase. All right. To get more info on the why and behind of each of those, make sure you listen to last week's episode as well. Let's get to it with this one. Let's mantra. So this next mantra, mantra number six, speaks a bit more to the importance of turning off your thinking brain. And it goes like this. You birth with your body, not with your brain. Now, I know I've gotten this mantra from one of the birth professionals I've had on the podcast, but for my life, I cannot remember who. Maybe it was Rhea Dempsey. Anyway, the point is that it's not your thinking brain that directs and drives the birthing process, but rather your hormones and your very primal brain. And while that lizard brain is part of your brain, right? It's still brain. It works more on stimuli and instinct, instinct and reflexes and hormones and, you know, does that more than logical neocortical processes that we normally associate with our thinking brain. 
Now, the trick is that these two brains, the thinking brain and the primal brain, they don't think at the same time. It's an either or proposition. And birthing, birth happens with your primal brain and body. So it means that you need to shut off your thinking brain for labor to flow. You need to go into those deeper brain waves that foster intuition and connection with the body and support the flow of oxytocin and all that good juicy stuff. If you are worried that you will lose control, understand that you are always in control during birth. But as you shut off your thinking brain, as you get out of the way and let your body do the birthing, what what you're doing is simply giving the reins over to your body, right? And frankly, this is something we do all the time. When we breathe, we blink, we digest. We're not thinking about those things. We're happy to let our bodies take control and take care of that. Um, but we can also use our thinking brains to alter those processes, like widen our eyes to keep us from blinking or hold our breath. However, we can't do those things forever. At some point, our bodies take over. And so that can be very similar with the birthing process. If you support the physiology, at some point, your body's going to take over. And it does go better and flow better and require less interventions in general if you try not to control things with your thinking brain, but hand over the reins to your lizard brain, to your body. So you birth with your body, not with your brain. And that leads me to my next mantra, which is go and explore it. So the sensations of birth are unique and can be sometimes really intense and, you know, even painful. And for some people, very painful. But if you resist them, they're going to feel more intense. They're going to hurt more. And you're going to get into the realm of suffering, which nobody wants. Also, that tension can trigger Grantley Dick Reed's fear, tension, pain cycle, where which basically says that, where there's tension, tension creates more pain, which increases fear and makes you tense up more and so on and so on and so on goes around. The more you can connect and flow and stay on top of your sensations, the easier it's going to be. So instead of resisting and creating tension, when a sensation come, comes, when a, a contraction and a wave comes up, try to see if you can go and explore it. Go see what it's all about. Go deep. In my experience, this exploration has the benefit of making them less intense and then also help you feel like you are more on top of things and and in control, if you will, surfing the waves, like staying on top of the contractions rather than being bowled over by the process. Okay, so the next two mantras really go hand in hand and they are the first one is every birth hits a wall and the other one is just get through this one. So if you are feeling that things are too intense and overwhelming and that you can't do it, you are probably really close to transition or in it. You're in the depths of labor land. And just like a marathon runner expects to hit a wall at some point in their run in the race, I go into birth expecting that at some point, the birthing person is going to tell me that they can't do it anymore. This is not failure. This is not weakness. This is just a possible part of the process. But like the marathon hitting the the marathon runner hitting the wall, 
when this happened, when this whole wall shows up during birth, we just rally and get through it. So a good reminder during labor on how to do that is to say, just get through this one, just get through this contraction. Because when there's a hard contraction and the birth person is hitting that wall and they're saying, I can't do this, I find that these feelings of I can't do it are usually voiced only during the contraction, not in that calm in between. So in, and, and it can even just saying I can't do this can even be a kind of coping mechanism, just like making really loud noises. It's when you're in the thick of it, trying to get to it, you say the things, but you truly don't really mean it once the sensation is gone. So saying, let's just, let's just get through this one and then we can talk or let's just get through this one. That's all you have to do. Just do this one and that'll, it'll be gone is a mantra that can be really helpful to get people to rally. Um, and then when the calm comes, change tacks and do something different. Try a different position, a different coping mechanism. See if you can switch it up. I find that usually that just get through this one mantra doesn't come up more than a couple of times. We don't have to use it more than a few contractions before the birthing person is able to get past that wall or it becomes clear that this is just more than a wall and we've moved into the realm of suffering, um, which nobody wants. And then an epidural or some other type of medical pain management may be what's needed. But before jumping into conclusions, do that, just get through this one, because that might just be all you need to get you through that wall. And again, it's not failure. It's not, you know, that you're not good at it. It's something that you just get past. Diaper rash. It can be a truly uncomfortable experience for a baby. And so I find that one of the biggest conundrums when diapering is figuring out what diaper cream to use. So many options are thick and goopy, making them hard to apply and hard to wipe off. But I can personally say that this is not the case for Dr. Mom Butt Balm. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is a pediatrician-approved skin protectant that is free from dyes, preservatives, and zinc oxide, designed as a breathable formula to help maintain an optimal skin barrier while allowing the healing to occur. This butt balm was developed by a mom who is also a doctor, hence the name Dr. Mom Butt Balm, when she couldn't find any traditional products that worked for her baby's persistent diaper rash and she wasn't about to settle. So she created Dr. Mom Butt Balm to go on smooth and be easy to remove while also being gentle on your baby's delicate skin. With Dr. Mom Butt Balm, you can say goodbye to excessive wiping to clean your little one's already chafed skin. Dr. Mom Butt Balm is so soft and goes on so smooth that you'll only need a small amount instead of having to layer on a thick goop. Plus, it has a lovely minty scent. Learn more about Dr. Mom Butt Balm at drmombuttbalm.com. That's drmombuttbalm.com. Or look for it at Amazon.com. Tell me if this sounds familiar. You've taken gorgeous photos of your baby or your kids, and then when you want to share them, it is a pain either trying to find the photos or figuring out the group text that they should go to, and then also remembering that, say, Aunt Helen only does email, so you need to send her image separately 
Or like in my case, where my husband is a photographer who takes magnificent photos that I rarely actually get to see because they live on his phone or end up scattered in text messages that I can't easily find. Enter the Family Album app, which was created to give parents a secure and easy way to share photos and videos with your loved ones. Basically, it's a personal space for your family's memories without third-party ads or unwanted eyes and with a bunch of fabulous features. It automatically sorts photos and videos by month, allowing you to swipe back in time and easily see how your child has grown. And you can also order eight photo prints every month to be delivered to your home. The Family Album app also has unlimited storage. Plus, it's totally free. Yup, no more worrying about running out of space or being bombarded by third-party ads. So, to all the parents out there still trying to use other messaging apps for your kids' photos, level up your family photo game for free and securely with the Family Album photo sharing app. Head over to the App Store today, search Family Album, all in one word, and download the app to start creating your shared photo legacy. Okay, so on to the next mantra, which is the uterus transforms and baby rotates. And this mantra originally used to be the cervix dilates and baby rotates, but we did revise it in one of my workshops to the uterus transforms since that's definitely more accurate. And the uterus is the whole thing, not just the cervix. What happens at the cervix is more of an effect, not a cause. Um, through the contractions, the whole uterus transforms, absorbing the cervix and pulling up the lower uterine segment on its wake. And it all just rises up and creates a gathers at the top of the uterus, creating a really big, thick fundus to help then when you need to push to create a lot of you know downward force um at the same time that the uterus is transforming baby moves and rotates to accommodate themselves their body to the space that is available so i don't like when people say it's like oh the baby is naughty the baby you know got into a bad position or the baby what are they doing to you Come on, babies are not manipulative like that. Newborns, they don't even know they're an eye. So it's not that they get into unfavorable positions on purpose. They're just simply molding into the space that's available. Um, and because of that anatomy and space available, babies tend to enter the pelvis with their head looking towards your hip as the pelvic inlet, the top part of your pelvis, is wider side to side than front to back. And since our heads are narrower side to side than front to back, baby's head tends to go in looking towards your hip. Now, as the baby comes down the pelvis and the uterus transform, pulling up that lower uterine segment, then the head is released from the uterus. It's like a first birth and crowning, but all internal, right? It first emerges from the uterus and then emerges from the vagina. And so once that head is released, the lower uterine segment pulls up and is no longer holding and contracting around that head, then that head can more easily rotate. And once that head rotates and aligns with the pelvic outlet, which is wider front to back than side to side, 
hence the need for that rotation because head comes in looking to your hips side to side and then but it needs to go out looking front to back or looking towards the back but aligned front to back then once that head rotates it can be a skip and a jump from head rotation to head extension since there's a reflex in the back of baby's head that when the pubic bone hits it there it naturally extends to navigate the curve between pubic bone and coccyx and it's a reflex so it happens you know hit the back of the head boom it extends and you get that feeling that incredible feeling of i can't but push which is the next mantra and just like the name says can't but push is a pretty simple and obvious clear action so here's the thing the good news is that your goal is not to get to 10 centimeters but to have a baby this should come as a great relief because in fact you don't have to do anything special as your body moves into transition and then the pushing stage there isn't a big changing of the guard that needs to happen when you reach 10 before you get to pushing it all sort of flows seamlessly and i know that's not what we usually think of and believe and and see and are told when we talk about birth we're always dividing it in these stages and getting to 10 is like this whole thing i'm gonna tell you it's not <laughs> If things are flowing, it really does not need to be documented and verified so you can get an all clear to push. You just keep doing your own thing. And yeah, you are probably going to be feeling a lot of pressure. Yup. Just let that build. Think of it this way. You know how sometimes you get a feeling that you need to poop and it's you're uncomfortable, but you know that if you go and give it a try, it might be a lot of hard work for not much results. And other times it is so insanely clear that you have to go that if you don't run to the bathroom, it, it's going to be messy. Like you can't but poop. Same thing. If there is a question of whether you need to push, during labor, then you're probably not there yet. Ideally, you're going to be able to continue to do whatever is working for you during labor until you can't but push. And heads up that this may mean that during some contractions, in that transition phase, you might be giving little grunts at the top of the contraction. That's that's totally fine. And that's the different thing. That might be baby's not, not in the best alignment and you just need a little uh, to move that head or switch that hand or better align baby those little sort of pushing starts little little tiny nudges are not the same as the i can't but push like all out guttural like oh feeling <laughs> um sounds are very different pay attention to the sounds anyway in some kind of rare cases you may not get to that can't but push moment um, but in general i find that if you let birth happen you will get to that point if you don't get to that can't but push moment and time is passing you might need to be more patient or you might need some sort of intervention or you might need to start pushing a little bit directed to get your body a sense of like oh yeah this is what i'm gonna have to be doing it's hard to tell but when in doubt wait for camp but push now i know that 
life happens and systems happen and protocol happens. And so let's say that it turns out things go in a way that you end up having a cervical check to see if you have gotten to 10 centimeters to be given that permit permission or instructions on how to push and you are 10 and then they say you can push now why don't you give it a try so first of all ask yourself are you in that camp but push situation i'm guessing probably not um and if you just got checked then you're most likely flying flat on your back as there are not that many providers that feel comfortable doing an internal check in any other position than with the birthing person really as flat as possible on their back. I do want to stop here for a second to give a shout out, an immense shout out to those fabulous providers who will do a cervical check in any position, not just flat on the back. And I know a few of these providers and I send you much gratitude in the name of those birthing people you didn't have get out of the tub or you didn't have them switch for hands and from hands and knees or any other position you're like sure I can check you here in your squat whatever so a big thank you to all of them you know who you are okay let's recap cervical check 10 centimeters give a push flat on your back all right if they checked you and they can still feel any part of your cervix then that's a sign that the lower uterine segment has not not moved up enough to release the head and most likely then that head hasn't rotated if the head has not rotated and you start to push you're basically jamming a square peg into a diamond shaped hole the peg may very slowly rotate until it fits right because a diamond and a square is just at an, ang at an angle <laughs> anyway that's the analogy i'm trying to make but that slow rotation is not going to be very easy and things may even get stuck if you're adding your own external force of pushing with all your might when in fact the uterus is what gives a lot of the push so if that pushing is coming from a protocol based thinking brain you know outside world to inside directive rather than an internal to external intuition of you connecting with your body and saying I feel like I need to move this way or I need to be in this position or I need to push a little bit this way if it's a directed pushing without connecting with what you're feeling then you're basically inserting a lot of force into a process that was working beautifully the uterus contracts the uterus transforms the baby rotates they are very closely together in a physical way and can calibrate with each other what dance they need to do to come through that pelvis. Everyone else who's on the outside looking in has no idea exactly what you can't look in. There's you have no ex exactly no idea of how baby is in there. So just nilly willy adding some pushing may make things unnecessarily more difficult. Also consider that if you're flat on your back or semi-inclined and putting tons of weight on your sacrum, that's a position that very few, extremely few people enjoy for pushing because part of what needs to happen is as that head is navigating the curve between the pubic bone and the tailbone, 
that sacrum needs, that tailbone needs to get pushed out. It needs to move. It is a, an articulated joint, that little tailbone, and it is so, so that it can boop, just push out as the baby is moving through there so that it can get more space. If there's something behind it limiting that space, it's going to be harder. So do consider that. And then if all of these things came together and you're flat on your back, pushing on without having that can't but, can't but push feeling and, you know, indicating that there's probably the cervix still has a ways to pull up, that that lower uterine segment is still holding the head, then this is when your birth partner can pull out my extra special mantra, which is, would you like to pee? <laughs> now, make sure it's not, would you like to go to the bathroom or I would like to go to the bathroom because that's often met with, yes, that's your baby's head with putting all on that pressure. Just go ahead and push. But if you say that you need to pee first or your birth partner says you haven't gone in a while and urine is not compressible and you want all the space that you can get for baby to come out. Well, I have yet to see anyone denied a trip to the bathroom under these circumstances. And what I find is that the simple movement of getting up off the bed, going to the bathroom, sitting on the toilet, laboring there for as long as you want, that may be all that pelvic movement that you need to get to the I can't but push. Like if you're fully dilated, it shouldn't be a much longer to get to I can't but push. But you need to just let things happen, right? Um, so going that all that great movement, going to the bathroom, sitting on the toilet, laboring there for as long as you want. And if it's not, if that doesn't get you to I can't but push, since you were in the bathroom, when you come back into the room, you can get into what, you know, if they say, okay, let's come, time to push. You can get into whatever position you want. You are not no longer starting flat on your back. Even a sideline position can be more enjoyable than being on your back since there's less pressure on your tailbone. So consider that another great reason to say, can I pee first? And there you have it. Those are the last six of my 11 birth mantras. If there is a mantra that really worked for you that isn't included in this list, please let me know. I want to know it. Send me an email to info at birthful.com with the words birth mantras in the subject line. And again, thank you for listening and for the 2 million downloads. Mighty ones, find the in-depth show notes for this episode at birthful.com where you can learn more about me, the show, send me messages and more. This episode was produced by me and made possible by you. The title song for this podcast is Vive Ace by Kevin McLeod and the sponsorship song is Air Hockey Saloon by Chris Zabriskie. Find them both at freemusicarchive.org. My breakfast today was sprouted bread toast with almond butter, half a grapefruit, and organic cold brew coffee. I'm Adriana Lozada. Please join me next week when I'll be talking to a mighty parent as they share their amazing story here at the Birthful Podcast. Thanks so very much for listening. This episode is copyright 2019 by Adriana Lozada. Hey, Adriana here. I wanted to let you know that starting this week, we'll be going back to our older format of one episode per week so that we can start easing into the summer and you can have more time catching up and going through our fabulous birthful library. Happy listening.